Greetings. Coming at you live from the Wingate by Wyndham and Hurricane. Uh, <clears throat> going to have a little bit of a special episode tonight. I'm going to interview one of our mentoring clients. Larry is not with us tonight. You know, we had to move the podcast to Saturday because I'm going out of town uh, tomorrow for a week and Larry had a scheduling conflict. So John just happened to be in town uh, getting Dr. Bonecutter to work on his truck. So I said, hey, come on in. Let me make a super YouTube star out of you. And let me just tell you, he's, he's thrilled to be here. Um, so let's remind everybody uh, real quick that um, we are brought to you by Pittsburgh Power. And um, they, uh, they've graciously agreed to sponsor the podcast. We are um, a, a dealer for OPS and max mileage. So go to the website, click on the store. You can get all of your OPS and max mileage needs here with us. And so we really appreciate Pittsburgh Power being here to, uh, to work with us. Um, the promo code for early bird uh, registration for the uh, event in July has expired. So you pro you procrastinators, it's cost you $50. So um, go on over to the website, blueribbonlogistics.com slash reset 2022 and get signed up. Make sure there's a spot on the form that asks you how many nights you want in the hotel, but you also have to click the link in the description to go to the hotel's website and reserve your room. We're not going to reserve your room for you. We just want to know, we're just kind of, kind of, keep track of who's staying in trucks and who's in the hotel. Um, so that event is July 16th and 17th, 2022. Uh, come over here and let us save you a bunch of money. Uh, Cause I promise you uh, that after two days with us, uh, two days with the lunatics, we can save you a whole lot more money than we will ever cost you. Um, we do have a, this mentoring program that we're going to talk about. So if you want to pop that up on your computer while you're talking, Go to blueribbonlogistics.com slash BCO mentoring. That'll tell you about the, pro the program. Um, and we'll sit and talk with John about how he became interested in this and how he became a BCO. And, um, and he decided to uh, renew with us uh, for another six months. And I've been his dispatcher and found his load. So without any further ado, let's bring John Reynoldson on here. And, uh, John, welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me. So why don't you tell me a little bit about your experience, um, as a driver? Um, how long have you been an owner operator? How long have you been a driver and how long have you been an owner operator? Well, I've been a driver for 20 years, um, owner operator for nine months. Okay. So yeah, I, decided that it was time to try the owner operator thing and um bought my truck had you um had you heard of us or like kevin rutherford any any of that stuff before you bought your truck i had listened to kevin rutherford i um of course xm radio you hear on there all the time about landstar and get your freedom and all that good stuff mm -hmm. so I was driving for a local company for two years and like I was gone Sunday night through Friday afternoon, Saturday morning. And I decided that if I can, if I'm doing this for a company, I can do this for myself. And 
And yep, that's usually where it begins. <laughs> um, well, you, you use that word freedom that a lot of people do. Um, they talk about how they want freedom. Have you found the freedom to be different than what you thought the freedom would be? The freedom is totally different than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I agree with your statement from, I think it was either the last podcast or the podcast before that, that you have to work harder to be yeah. in business than... So where along in the, in the process did you find us? Had, did you um, already bought well, the truck? Just from hearing the commercials about Landstar, then, you know, you start doing research on Landstar and trying to get people's um, reviews on the good, the bad, and doing uh, YouTube, watching through YouTube, and you, your podcast came up. So I started watching those. And Had you already bought the truck at that point? Oh, no, no, no. Okay. Um, then you guys had a live event in Ohio. Okay. So I signed up for that just to get an idea of, well, what you guys were all about. And I think it was that Sunday after the event, I drove up and was looking at a truck. And I know Larry was giving me his opinion on the truck I was looking at because it's not a lunatic truck. I, mm -hmm. I was looking for a lunatic truck, but yeah. <laughs> at they're that time, they're not, they're they were, not easy to find. Right. They're getting hard to come across. So I found the truck that I could afford that I felt that was within my price range that wasn't going to kill me if I if this didn't turn out the way I expected. So go ahead and tell everybody what you bought. I bought a 2013 Volvo and it's, it's a good truck. It's just, it's showing its age and mm -hmm. it's starting to nickel and dime me. Yeah. <laughs> well, we got Dr. Bonecutter taking care and, of some of that yep. stuff. So, um, okay. So now you started out, Larry was dispatching you, right? For the first, a little I, while. Yeah. He's, I think he started, he was dispatched me for the first month maybe before you got me. Yeah. And then I took over and showed you what it really looks like. Right. You started to make me the real money. <laughs> so, well, you know, I, so I've got two of you guys right now and, um, and it's, it's been a fantastic uh, experience for me because I don't have to wonder if you guys are going to deliver the load, you know? And um, I try to tell people, you think that coming to Landstar and being able to pick your own loads is, which is, it is, it is great to do that, but to pick them and run them is two different things to pick right. the right loads that you don't end up in North Dakota because, Oh, $8,000. And then you get out there and then you get to deadhead 800 miles to find something worth pulling. Exactly. And so, you know, Larry came to me and he was like, look, I'm, I'm covered up. You know, uh, we, I think we were, had just crossed the 10 truck boundary and we had gotten into a position where I was going to have to come off the road. And he was like, well, I, I think you should, I think you should take these guys. And I'm like, okay, well, sure. You know, now I'm going to be freely admit, I have, I have burned a couple people up. Right. Um, that I'll remember one guy lost like 15 pounds or says he did, you know, because <laughs> I just, I just basically tried to kill him because I'm thinking, well, if I can do it, you can do it. I don't know. I don't know why you can't do it. What's your problem? Cause I could do it. Right. So I had to, you know, I, I kind of tiptoed into it so that I didn't destroy you guys in the first couple of weeks, but you guys have done, you guys, I've looked at your numbers and both of you are, you've been with me this almost within a two weeks of each other. And the numbers are almost identical. I think we're at 200 and well, let me just consult the book of knowledge here and I'll tell you, <laughs> but I think we were at like $280,000 gross. We're, we're creeping up on 300,000. Um, 
and that was like 35 weeks, something like that. So, um, it's not too bad. No. So, um, so you made the decision to, to do this, to have Larry's guidance in business and my guidance with load selection. Yes. Um, so six months in, it's time to renew. Uh, and I, I'm, let me be honest with you, I didn't know what was going to happen. I'm thinking, you know, I've, I've pretty, cause I mean, it's totally transparent. We, you know, you see everything that I do. Right. And I kind of wonder, okay, well, when are these guys going to be like, well, I don't, I don't need to write this guy check every week, but you both renewed. So talk, talk me through that process of, of, of why you write that check to me every week. It's the idea that, trying to being a new owner operator, trying to get a hold of everything else. And I've done so well with the first six months that I was like, I'm still learning truck maintenance, all the other paperwork that we have to do, getting all that situated and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's like that getting a load off my mind is, um, it's just, it's worth it. It's worth the money that we pay every week. It's it's minimal. I mean, it's not like it's yeah. killing me to pay that. And I'm I've discussed it with my wife that you know I was going to train her to become a dispatcher, and I was like, it's um, that, as long as you guys have me. I mean, it's just yeah. worth the money for it's not. Well, and and I guess the re the recovery. I think I think where I really shine is when things go wrong. Oh right. You know, um, when when definitely when when. <laughs> When, when, when the, when the, when the fit hits the shan, um, and you've had a couple of times, we've had some of those, you know, where a load cancels or, you know, you get hung up at, at a, at a delivery or a shipper and it just derails and there's just nothing you can do. And now, you know, you don't have to go, oh my gosh, now what am I going to do? You just keep on going and I'll go find the replacement. And sometimes, you know, I've ended up taking a week apart and having it be bigger than than what it was when we started right. um so and it's funny you know i haven't seen you and 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 ish as the other guy i haven't seen your money dip really um you know uh, our other trucks with the company drivers you know i've seen some of them have a 30 percent reduction in you know in a week or two with the way the rates men but you guys and which you know everybody's at a different place. Mm -hmm. And so with some of our company guys, I can't, I know there are some loads that I can't pick for them because I know they just can't get that extra gear, you know, where I know you guys are just going to figure it out, you know, make a way. Um, and so, you know, it's been a pleasure for me to work with you guys. And Larry had had, you know, over his years, he's tried to mentor BCOs and, and dispatch for him. And he, he's like, listen, man, 90 days, you know, you, you might get 90 days out of them and they're going to bail. And, um, I, I haven't had a horror story yet, you know, and we've got a couple of guys that are getting ready to come in and I'm going, okay, so what happens when I get a BCO client and they don't want to run or they start telling well, I'm not going to go here and I'm not going to go there because we tell them as a part of the interview process, we're here to teach you how to make money. I'm not here to be your travel agent, you know? Um, so if you want to, you know, run three States in the Southeast, I'm probably not your guy. Cause I'm, I'm, 
I've got to make it worth my while to spend this time on you. So I need you at nine, 10, 11,000 a week so that you write me a nice check on Fridays and, you know, so, um, so the whole overall blue ribbon process, um, how's it been with Larry, you know, on the business side with, you know, helping you with accounting and, and just your, your business stuff outside of the loads. Um, yeah, he's when we first, I think for the first six months he was, um, always there with, when I had questions, he was going over my settlements for me and picking up stuff that I was not even a clue mm-hmm. of what I was looking at. And, you know, he's looking at it. He's like, Hey, what are you paying this for? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. you know, I'd have to call and figure out why something was amiss with the um, statement, but yeah, he was, he'd go through it and explain everything to me. And um, it was, very helpful for the first six months. And they, it was good. It's good to know that when I have a question, you both are there. It's like, if you don't know the answer, he does and vice versa. It's mm-hmm. just very nice to have that um, in the, in the corner waiting, you know, just whenever you need to tap on it, say, okay, I need your help here. And you both are always there for that. So that's perfect. It's just that safety net. And um, William's got a question here for you. Oh, by the way, everybody like and subscribe. <laughs> so, um, what's the biggest value you have gotten from a partnership with Blue Ribbon? Um, like I said, it's just basically that, that safety net that, um, you know, you've got somebody there to guide you, give you guidance and support if you need it. And there'll be times where, you know, Chris and I don't talk for maybe four or five days, you know, just, he'll just send me emails of what my next load is. And, but if I have a problem, he's, you know, five, 10 minutes after I got a question, he's right there with an answer and same with Larry. So it's just, I'm still working through that company driver mentality. So it's, that's basically another reason why I've signed, kept up with the dispatching services. I'm still learning that, like I said, that owner operator thing. So yeah, um, getting over that 20 years of company driver mentality, it takes a little bit more than six months to get over. So yeah, um, I think, we had an interview, I don't know, a week or two ago, and and it was a guy, it was a BCO, and and he's, um, you know, we're just kind of going through and talking about home time, and 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 he throws out what you know what he wants to do, and and I said, look, you know, I'm here uh, to tell you uncomfortable truths, um, and you've got a huge truck payment, you have no money, um, you don't need to go home for a while, you know. <laughs> Um, and, and like, I think this was the last episode episode before when we talked about how you become an owner operator and think that, Oh, I get to work less now. No, 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 no. You don't, you won't get to work less. You get to work more. Right. And especially if you're going to start out in debt with a truck payment, um, you know, and no money, you know, if you've got no, no cash reserves, um, you need to work like an idiot for at least six months. Um, and you need to take every load that you can because, if you're going to make it past that 24 months where most owner operators fail, you're going to have to put the time and the work into it. And you and Ish have both done that. You know, um, I actually had to, I actually had to pull the reins back on Ish a little bit. I'm like, Hey buddy, you, you're, you're going to take a day or two off. Cause you know, cause he was, he was wearing himself down so hard. And I'm like, you know, now he's about to go spend the week in Florida with Richie and I'm not sure if I'll ever see him again. So, 
I don't, <clears throat> I, I'm going to have to talk to him about his de decision making process. Um, so where, where do you see your business? Are, are you looking to add trucks and build a fleet or you just want to be a one truck guy and right make now, a living? yeah, right now I just want to be a one truck guy, make a, you know, be that part of the 1% that make it for in the first two years, you know, that are still around. And then after that, you know, my wife and I have discussed, you know, either keeping this truck if it's still around in two years and um, putting a driver in it and then getting another truck and having her and I just run the highways for a while. But um, yeah, right now I'm just concentrating on surviving. So, so William was, William was going to be here this weekend and his load uh, got messed up, so he couldn't be here in person. So he's being my co-host from afar. <laughs> uh, is there anything you would do different knowing what you know now? Different? Um, I think, no. Maybe not buy a Volvo? <laughs> Maybe not buy the truck I did, correct. But like I said, I tried to buy a lunatic truck, but I was must, I was impatient. And I wanted to get out there and it's, it's not a bad truck, really. I like it. And if I talk bad about it, it's going to keep breaking down on me. So, yeah. Which, you know, you, you haven't had any real major breakdowns. You, you've had some, you know, typical, uh, typical right. relationships with shops, you know, yeah. um, the, and, and, you know, that, that's such a nightmare, but you know, Carl's done a bunch of work for you. Have you had a diesel force cleaning yet? Um, unfortunately with a Volvo, you can't do a diesel force cleaning. Really? Um, that's what I was told. So I had a DPF alternatives done. Okay. And, uh, that's pretty much fixed my DPF issue so far. Okay. And, uh, I'm going to have to verify that you can't do a diesel force cleaning on a Volvo. That doesn't According sound. According to Pete, that's what he told me. Pete at, uh, Pittsburgh power. Well, now I do know. Cause he can't do a forced region on those. Well, but I know that, let me think, I'm gonna, I better be careful about how I say this, but because <laughs> we had a pie car, we had a Kenworth with a pie car and they couldn't do it. And it was some sort of software. Yeah, issue. that's was. But I took it to, um, where did I take it to? I took it to Wayne Truck and Trailer in Ohio and they did that one. And then I took another one to um, Precision Truck in Coshocton, Ohio. And uh, I remember precision was there. So I think it, I think it might be like a proprietary software issue because I think right. Pittsburgh power is like a Cummins dealer or something, you know? Um, but uh, now I'm getting the, you know, jeans in here. Uh, nothing wrong with the right ball, but listen, I, <laughs> when it comes to driving, I mean, there ain't nothing that rides better. Um, our Volvo is like a zero turn lawnmower, you know, I mean, that thing will turn it circles around itself. I, I love driving a Volvo. Ours has a 12.7. Um, but Volvos are expensive to work on. Um, you know, um, just, you know, here with all the Freightliners and, and, the, and the relationship we have with the local Freightliner dealer, uh, the parts prices for Freightliners versus what I have to pay from the dealership <laughs> from Volvo, it's, it's insane. Um, <clears throat> All right, so we got another question from William. How has being with Blue Ribbon changed your outlook on business, being a business owner, and future goals? It has definitely 
Um, it's changed my mind on business owner. I mean, it's not what I thought it was going to be. And then, like I said, I came in with a company attitude of I'm just going to drive and it'll be easy, but mm -hmm. it's not. It's, it, it's, it takes a lot of work. And um, even when you fall behind and you're spending your weekends at home trying to catch up and get everything, make sure everything's done on time. And it's, yeah. like I said, future goals is we'll see how long this truck lasts. And if I can add another one at some point, that might be it. But, you know, I could just leave all these questions on the screen and ask, like, act like these are my idea. <laughs> uh, if you didn't have blue ribbon as a support system, do you think you would be as successful as you are today? Well, that is a good question. Well, let me just say when I got out of orientation and you know, it's the, the typical, well, you got to wait three days to get a trailer. I was given an opportunity to run a cabinet load from Pennsylvania to, I think it was Missouri. It was going to be a three day run. So I'm like, all right, I'll jump on that. And when I get back, my trailer should be ready. Well, I didn't think about, how I was going to get back from Missouri or to Pennsylvania from Missouri. So I looked for a load when I was unloaded and couldn't find anything heading back that way. And I just ended up deadheading. So that was pretty much a, a expensive mistake. <laughs> <laughs> so that's when I, I think I was my day and a half in on my return trip. And that's when I called Larry and was like, I need your help because I have no clue what I'm doing. <laughs> so, and you, you came to the event before you went to land story. I did. Right. Yep. Can you imagine not having been to the event and just gone to land star orientation? Um, that, <laughs> wow. Uh, and I still end up when I got back, I still end up waiting for a trailer for two days. So, cause what was that? A comp company, a uh, customer trade? Yep. Okay. Yes, it was. Yeah. Um, let me hit this real quick. Lee, is there any truck that's cheaper to run and fix than a Freightliner with 12.7? That'd be negative. There's not one. Uh, they are the absolute cheapest um, to run and operate. And um, and that's why we run them. You know, I'm a truck driver's truck driver. If I had my choice, I'd be in a W9. You know, <laughs> if money didn't matter, I'd be, I'd be driving what Lee's driving. You know, and that, that big, shiny, long hood W9 with a studio. Um, but uh, I like to make money, so we run Freightliners. Another question from William. What's the biggest challenge you faced, and how did you overcome it? Um, I guess that was the – that's been the biggest challenge so far was just my doing my that first run, and then I threw my lifeline to Blue Ring Logistics and <laughs> – it's been smooth sailing ever since. <laughs> so, well, you haven't had any, I'm trying to think, we haven't lost any loads because of uh, um, breakdowns or anything, have we? I don't, I don't think. Why are you even bringing that up? No, well, I'm just, you know, I'm just saying. Um, and you're going on vacation next week. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I, I'm going to be in, I'm going to be in the mountains for a week with no Seth, cell service. Get ready. <laughs> yeah. I'm already prepped him. You know, I've sent him, I sent him an email today with, here's everything you got to do. and I'll see y'all next week. Um, well, you know, we have such, so much experience because we've done so many things that not much surprises us anymore. You know, I, I have, when something happens, a load cancels or, 
um, you know, your truck ordered, not used and you get there and, and, and I've been through it enough that I can go, okay, well, here's our options, A, B, and C, and D. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going for A and then that don't work B and then C and then D means deadhead. And we've had to do that maybe, I don't know, maybe twice maybe, where, yeah. where it just all falls apart and there's just no other option and we just got to eat it and, uh, and deadhead. Um, you know, it's, it's so hard. Sometimes it's hard for me to forget or to remember what I didn't know, you know, to go back to a time when I didn't know, because I've, I've had so much experience through all this. Um, what would you tell, um, you know, an aspiring BCO, somebody that wants to come and do this, um, given your nine months here, um, working with us, wh what would you tell, uh, what's a couple of pieces of advice you would give to a, an aspiring BCO? I would definitely start at season one, episode one of blue ribbon logistics podcast and just watch them. Cause they're just, they're full of information that you need. Um, even still, I've, I've been going back and rewatching things and it's like, Oh yeah, I forgot about that. And the stuff I've learned at the events, it's just like, I keep going to back to live events just because I want to pick up because I know I've forgotten things. And I just want to pick up stuff that I've forgotten. And um, it's just the information that you guys put out is beneficial to everybody, whether you're just starting out or you now I think been here 15 years. It's just. Yeah, it's, um, you know, and that's why we do it. You know, obviously businesses exist to make a profit. Um, but this one exists to make a profit and, uh, or I, I guess I should say it, it exists to enrich the lives of, of the people that we associate with. Uh, we want to make you more profitable. And if you're more profitable, we're more profitable. Right. And so that service aspect of us serving our customers, which is our program participants and our truck owners and our mentoring clients, you know, the more money we make for you guys, the more money we make for us. Uh, and at the end of the day, we have to make a profit. And um, as long as everybody's winning. Exactly. Uh, so what's it been like, I guess, you know, um, we're, we're kind of feeling the beginning of the bloodbath. Uh, were you, um, were you thinking much about, you know, nine months ago when the market was on fire, were you thinking much about what might happen with the market? And I thought about it, but I didn't think it was going to come this quickly. I figured I'd at least get my year in before it was um, happening. But um, it's like you said, we have, I haven't, my revenue hasn't really dropped off much, you know, barring the extended yeah. vacation. We're taking time off. And yeah. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. But um, I don't feel that it's really hurt that much with the, um, the loads that you found for me and stuff. So it's, it hasn't affected me yet. Yeah. Um, I mean the fuel prices and I've learned that, you know, 62 isn't all that bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I was normally I, running like 72. So driving that 10 miles an hour is. Yeah. Out. When you don't have to, right. you don't have to. And sometimes you have to, you know, sometimes you got to step on the gas and, 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 and go faster than you'd want to go. I saw something this morning that I wanted to share in this podcast because 
you know, you're, you're in that risk zone of, of having a new business. You're in the first year. You've, you've made a lot of the right decisions. You've pretty much done everything you can do um, to ensure your success. But we're coming up into this market correction. And I saw something this morning and, and it just really made something clear to me. And, you know, if you, if you go through social media and you go through all of the articles that are written about the market right now and people are quitting and people are going home and they're parking their trucks and, you know, and, and I was getting gas in my pickup truck and, you know, I had the little Biden sticker, you know, I did that, you know, and everybody's wanting to blame someone right now. Okay. So in regardless of who you want to blame, you can blame this guy or you can blame that guy or the boogeyman or whoever it is. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> the authoritarian, like totalitarianism has never, ever worked. It has failed every single time in human history. And it made me think that if, if this authoritarian scheme, you know, that everybody's blaming on food shortages and oil prices and fuel prices. Well, you just need to keep in mind, if they couldn't do it in the 16th, 17th, 18th, 19th, and 20th century, what makes you think they're going to be able to do it now? Because they've never, they've never ever succeeded. Ever in the history of man, you know, the Roman Empire's gone, the Ottoman Empire's gone, all of these people and systems that we would blame for the problem don't exist anymore. And we're going to get through the other side of this one. And maybe there will be another one. But what we've got to not do is let that distract you from what you can do on a daily basis. Because you have lots of choices that you can make every day. Right. You can choose where you buy fuel. You can choose how you drive. You can choose the loads that you pick. You can choose how long you stay out. You can choose when you go home. You can choose how to take some money and modify your truck if you need to, to get it to get better fuel mileage. There's so many decisions that a business owner can make every day that it just doesn't matter how many boogeymen are back behind the curtain that you think, you know, cause if you spend all your time trying to find somebody to blame it on, you're taking your eyes off of the one thing that can fix the problem. And that's you. Mm -hmm. And so, Totally. That just gave me some peace this morning when I saw that. And it might've been a Ron Paul thing. I don't know. It was something flashed up in front of me and it was like, it's never worked ever in history. And it's not going to work this time. You know, all this build back better stuff. It's, it's not going to work out, you know? So uh, the people that should be worried are them. Uh, we shouldn't. Uh, Lee makes a good comment here about coming to Landstar. We, we, I feel like we all make stupid mistakes when we're new at Landstar. My very first load was a regular flatbed load picking up from a customer of hauled for as a company driver in Wisconsin going to Vegas. It was a no tarp paying like $4 a mile. I learned real quick, you don't go to Vegas. And I had a 1,200-mile deadhead to think about. <laughs> I did that early on because I did a lot of Canada stuff with ATS, and it was all big money, you know, twelve, thirteen, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000, and then you deadhead back. And I took like a $10,000 load out of um, – Massachusetts, it was skid steers going out to Alberta. And I thought, buddy, I am in the money now. And I got to deadhead back to Wisconsin about 1500 miles. And so, yeah, I got, I had a long <laughs> deadhead to think about how smart that decision was to take that load. Um, you know, cause you just gotta, you just gotta keep making money. And the, every load is an opportunity to make some more money. Yep. 
<clears throat> so let me scroll through the comments here and see if I see any more questions. Uh, I don't think I do. Um, well, let me go ahead and remind everybody again of the event, Reset Your Mindset 2022 in Hurricane, here in Hurricane, July 16th and 17th. We're going to be here at the hotel out there at the Lunatic Lounge, the Blue Ribbon Bar, uh, Friday night, probably starting around 6 or 7. We'll have a little reception. We're going to do the podcast live from the bar. So that should be awesome. Uh, should be lively. Um, <laughs> not really going to make any predictions about how that's going to go, but Nick will be there, uh, the best bartender in West Virginia. So we're, we'll have an open cash bar. Uh, and then Saturday and Sunday, we will be um, doing everything we can to make you more profitable. Larry's going to do an advanced business course on Saturday night. It's $99 a person. So if you, uh, if you want to, uh, um, uh, if you want to come and Richie stops, <laughs> come drink like a lunatic. Uh, but if you want to learn, you know, the really in-depth stuff and listen, I've got, I couldn't, I couldn't understand it until I saw it, but I went and spent a couple of days with Larry at his house, right? When I first came off the road and I watched him go through the settlement on Wednesday and I watched him do payroll and I watched him put everything into QuickBooks and it's just incredible. Um, but in order to get, um, in order to get those numbers, you know, to really measure how you're doing, you have to do the data entry and the data entry starts with, saving everything and categorizing everything and writing everything down because if it ain't wrote down, it didn't happen. Um, here's one more question from William. How have you changed as a business owner since working with blue ribbon? Well, I'm still learning to be a business owner. So, um, like I said, getting on board with them after that first run and learning how to actually do the business correctly. I'm still learning. So I guess I'm still changing. Yeah. Going. <laughs> what would you, you know, we have, we have a system here. So I guess, let me explain that for people that, um, that, uh, so I create, you come to me, uh, to be a mentor and client, I'm going to create you an email address. And, um, that email address is going to be what all of the agents send their load to. And so you see it and I see it, Larry sees it, Seth sees it. Um, we use a group messaging on signal. Uh, signal messenger so that we have an open line of communication. So, you know, me, Seth, Larry, and you, the driver, John will be in that group so that when you have a question, you can pop it up and one of three people can jump in and answer exactly, it. Anytime. Yeah. Um, and so uh, we also teach you how to communicate with the agents because communicating with agents is something that a lot of BCOs take for granted. You know, you need to, not only as a courtesy, you need to announce your arrival. You need to announce your departure. You need to give them ETAs. You need to let them know when you get there. You need to let them know when you're empty. Send them a copy of the proof of delivery if they want it. But it's also so that you have a digital track record of everything that you've done. Well, listen, I got there at 345 and the appointment was at 4. You know, don't tell me I was late because I sent an email the minute I got on the property. Right. Mm -hmm. It it you've got to have that digital trail and then you can back that up with GPS data that I can, you know, I can show, you know, I use life 360 to track them. And that way I don't have to ask them where they're at. I can just look up. Oh, okay. I see where John's at. He's doing good. Um, 
and then I can, you know, it just helps me kind of monitor the progress or be like, Hey buddy, what you doing? Where, where are you going? Um, cause I've got, I've got to see him take some interesting detours time, a time or two. Um, I like to say, see a little bit. Yeah. Uh, all right. Here's a good one from William. What was the hardest lesson to learn so far? The hardest lesson to learn. That's a, what is, what is the right answer to that? The one I haven't learned yet? Is that the hardest lesson? Yeah. Well, I mean, like like you said, with the booking a load and then not being able to get out. You right. Know? Yeah. And learning the lanes, that's definitely the hardest lesson. And I think I'm still, I was actually, I, you know, Google tracks you everywhere you go now. So I, every month you get mm-hmm. a map of where you've been. And it's, it's interesting. I showed my wife and I was like, look at, this is, showed her the lanes of basically where I've been the past month. And it's just, I've got the East coast covered. Yeah. I think. <laughs> well, the, so the one thing that I don't track on you guys is your toll usage. Um, you know, I have oh. to watch it on the company trucks. Um, so how are, how are you doing with tolls? Are, are, does the trip planning ninja need to come in and, and fix your toll usage a little bit? I could probably, I'll definitely not turn down any knowledge from the trip ninja. Um, <laughs> I think when I first started, it was very high. It's starting to get, it's gets, I've cut back a little, a lot. Yeah. Well, you um, live on a toll road, so you can't, <laughs> you know, you kind of can't yeah. avoid it. Yeah. Anytime I go home, it's, I got to pay a toll. So yeah. Um, okay. Well, I think that's probably a good place as any to shut it down. Um, Oh, I'll answer William's question there. Definitely. I, if oh. for any new oh, yeah. BCO I or I mean, even. Would you recommend the mentor program? It, absolutely. It's definitely worth it. It's um, like I said, for any new BCO or BCO that seems to be struggling, definitely give them a call, see what they offer and. And do it before you're too far gone. Right. Sometimes, sometimes we get some guys that call and are like, "Buddy, there's no helping you. You're you're so deep in the hole that um, that we can't we can't do it." Uh, Gene, uh, what's the hardest bad habit you've had to break? The slowing down, definitely the slowing down. Um, company driver, you know, you're just constantly foot to the floor. You don't care about fuel until you're paying for it. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, like I said, it's been hard going from. Um, down to 62. And I think I was talking to another uh, driver that was with uh, with Blue Ribbon. And uh, he's like, he, tell, he was telling me that he does 62. And I was like, oh, you're the one driver. This was before <laughs> I slowed down. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what do you mean? I was like, well, you know, you always hear these people saying, no, I'm doing 62 or 55 or whatever it is, but I've never seen them on the road. It's like, I'm doing 70 and I'm still getting passed. So it's like, yeah. where are these people except for, you know, the usual culprits. But um, he told me, you know, you just set the cruise at 62 and just enjoy the ride. And I've learned except not to set the cruise. Except but, don't use cruise. Because that's <laughs> and, for, uh, bad for fuel mileage. But uh, doing 62 when you can, it's just, it's more relaxing. You're not constantly... Yeah, catching up passing drivers. You you see the driver that you used to be passing you four or five times in the in a day. So, oh yeah, yeah. Well, I, I put a scan gauge in a truck last week, and I was talking with the driver about throttle position. You know, 
And he's like, well, what do you want? What, what's that for? And I'm like, well, you know, how, how, how you um, push that throttle is how much fuel is going into the motor, you know, and the least amount of throttle position. And I said, watch. And I, I'm sitting in the truck. I laid my foot and went to 55% because it's muscle memory. You know, I've just trained my foot to do my best to stay about half throttle. Now, sometimes I got to go to the floor. Sometimes I got to go to 70%, you know, but <clears throat> keeping that throttle down um, saves fuel. And when you can, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, climbing a big hill, find the gear that it'll pull the hill in and downshift one more and climb the hill on half throttle. You know, you don't have to go wide open. You can slow down one more gear and climb that same hill at half throttle. Mm -hmm. And, and so you're a 20 year driver. This has perplexed me that I've had people, um, well, I, I don't want to drive in the mountains. And I'm thinking, you're a truck driver, dude. Like, what the hell? Um, and so oh, I hate going across 68 because it takes so long. And I'm like, okay, from Morgantown, West Virginia to Hancock, Maryland, where it meets 70 is 114 miles. At 60 miles an hour, that's two hours. I promise you that I can take a fully loaded truck across 68, and it takes like two hours and 25 minutes. It feels like it takes a long time. But the reality is the mathematical truth. Yeah, that's, I think that's what it is. It just feels like it takes forever yeah, across there. The mathematical truth is it's only like 20 minutes. So go on up to the PA Turnpike and spend $100. Or just slow down. Just put on an audio book. Turn on the Blue Ribbon podcast. Do something. Get your mind off of it and just drive. But I've been surprised by people that have been trained in the last eight or ten years, and they're like, well, I, you know, I don't want to drive through curves and mountains. And I'm like, well, you're in the wrong business, Hoss. You know, <laughs> this is trucking. You have to go places. You have to drive in rain. You have to drive in snow. That's just part of the deal. Um so that's yeah that's the fun part doing mountains and curves that's yeah cool. <clears throat> yeah going through i'm i'm going to a place in west virginia tomorrow and all it is is mountains and curves you well, know that's all west virginia is isn't well, it? true <laughs> but flatten it out to be bigger in texas um so elon says how do you handle that i'm getting eight at uh, eight to the mile at 70 well elon i have a question for you is that eight on the dash or is that eight where you have divided the number of gallons that you have put into the tank by the miles that you drove that tank? Um, because the dash will lie to you. <laughs> uh, um, let's truck fuel gauges will not lie to you. When you put in the amount of fuel that you do every time and you get um, uh, your odometer mileage and you put it in there, it will tell you exactly what your fuel mileage is. Um, now, can a truck get eight mile a gallon at 70? Yeah, our Volvo will. I've got nine in that truck. Um, Richie's got nine in that truck. Seth's got nine in that truck. One guy couldn't get 6.8, you know. Um, <laughs> but it's all in how you drive it. Now, some of the new brand new trucks do get really fantastic fuel mileage. I'm just personally not willing to trade great fuel mileage for sitting in a shop for six weeks or six months waiting on a part. Um, so I'm just not going to drive those trucks. And, of course, you know, here you got the the alignment guy, Rocky, checking in. Less stress, and it's not wore out not wore out at the end of the day, running slower. Um, it is less stressful. Um, but, you know, like I said, it, it, you can't be binary. You can't be like, oh, well, I have to get 
great fuel mileage and everything else be damned. You have to deliver the load on time. You have to make your appointments. And sometimes I've had to run 70 and 75 to make an appointment because something out of my control happened. And there's been plenty of times that I can kick back, turn on audiobook, run 60 miles an hour. Maybe I get to where I'm going 45 minutes or an hour later than I would have, but I'm not in a hurry. So there's no reason for me to send my profit out the tailpipe when I can just slow down. And here, and here's a great comment from Richie. I think a lot of people just don't care until it's too late. Unless you're breaking down the numbers, you don't know how much you're spending at 70 versus 62. And that's 100% truth. If you're not tracking every single tank, um, you know, you can track it with a spreadsheet, but let's truck fuel gauges is free. Right. You know, it's free. Just open up the app on your phone. Every time you get fuel, put in the gallons, put in the odometer and you'll know. And it'll give you a 90 day and a 70 plus you could put extra stuff in there. Like how much, how heavy you were on that load. And then, then you have some data to go back. You know, I held up my calculator the other day and you know, Hey, this is my bullshit eliminator 9,000. Um, because you've got to stop making excuses, uh, for bad behavior. Uh, when you could easily dispel that by doing the math, you know, um, somebody commented about it's a short podcast tonight. Well, we don't have Larry, you know, um, if I had Larry here to talk, we could go an hour and a half, but I just run out of words at some point. Um, you know, we just, we wanted you guys to meet, uh, one of our mentoring clients. Um, there's a whole bunch of you that need us need what we can do for you. We can raise your revenue. We can lower your expenses. We can make your profit better. We can get you set up with Carl so he can show you what's really wrong with your truck. We can show you so many things that can help make your business more profitable. Um, and as John has illustrated, um, we save a whole lot more than we cost. Oh, um, <clears throat> you know, uh, <clears throat> let me... <clears throat> Let me just bring that. You really up. need to stop talking about Carl because it's harder and harder to get in to see him. <clears throat> yeah. Well, he's, uh, yeah, he's, he's the best I've ever seen. I can promise you that. Um, let me see if I can share this. If it will yeah. just answer Rocky's question. It's doing much better. I put in two new steers on the front this past week and it, that shake is definitely gone. There we go. Oh, yeah. Rocky was asking about yeah, You just went down and saw Rocky. Huh? I did. So how was that? Why don't you talk about Rocky a little bit? How was that experience? That was a great experience. I got an alignment and a show with his son. So that was, <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, I was getting kind of nervous. It was getting later in the day. And I was like, oh, I had to text him. I was like, are, you, are we still on for today? And he finally showed up and he worked and worked and worked until I got, he got that aligned and. I was impressed. It drove a heck of a lot better. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so here's, here's the three phase approach to the mentoring program. Um, make this a little bigger. There we go. Uh, phase one is increasing your revenue. That's dispatching a load strategy. That's me, um, picking all your loads and making sure that you have, um, uh, got the most, um, uh, the most money that you can get. 
Uh, phase two, understanding the Landstar system. It's mentoring. Um, you know, if you come before you go to orientation at Landstar, um, we'll prepare you for that experience. Uh, and then we'll give you so much more than you can ever get from uh, Landstar. Phase three, improving your bottom line. That's business coaching. That's getting you set up to make sure that you're you're archiving things, that you're taking care of the data entry, um, and then you um, you know because you have to have the good numbers to uh, in in order to be able to measure it and find out you know how how is my business doing. Um, and then we have an optional bookkeeping and accounting where either Larry will show you how to use QuickBooks or he'll do it for you. And let's see, do we have the cost on here? Yeah. So uh, phase one is a minimum of 90 days. The enrollment fee is $250. Uh, the dispatch service is billed on a weekly commission of uh, 5% for the first three months. Um, and then um, once you're enrolled in phase one, the initial charge is $500 for six months. So it basically, it when you do phase two and three together, it's $750. Um, and then the bookkeeping and accounting uh, is $250 to set it up, plus $95 a month if he does it for you, um, or uh, one-time charge, you know, just $500 to, to get you set up. Uh, but the, the dispatching is 5% of gross revenue. Um, and the reason it's gross revenue is because I'm out here fighting for accessorials. I'm fighting for fuel surcharge to make sure that you're getting the maximum fuel surcharge that you should be getting. Um, and so that's why I get 5% of everything because I am fighting for everything to get you everything. And um, let me see if I can. I want to look at this number here. Uh, where's that? There we go. Nope, that's not what I wanted. There we go. Okay, so John. So far, John and I have done $288,564 in gross revenue. Now, that's 37 weeks but that includes time that you've taken off time. You've had your truck worked on, um, you know, any, anything that you've done along the way. So we're at almost $300,000, uh, for, uh, since we started. So, and I think Ish is right there with you at, uh, 208 plus. Yeah. He's right at 280 as well. So, 280 grand in total gross revenue. Um, and we've, you know, we've still got what about 15 weeks to go for the fiscal year. Yeah. Um, so we're halfway through this year. So that's what we're here to do. You know, we want to make you guys <clears throat> as much money as we can. Uh, Clarence had a question here. <laughs> Must admit it. What are the specs? <clears throat> well, you didn't miss, you didn't miss it, Clarence. Cause I didn't ask. <clears throat> Um, I didn't tell. <laughs> what are the specs of John's truck? Uh, they've got a new big house. Uh, oh, trade I mean, you. I mean to tell you, it is a show <laughs> enough big house. Is it? 7.6 miles per gallon with a 12-speed auto and 308. So how's your truck spec? 
Uh, it is 13 speed uh, uh, manual with 394s. Really? Yep. Wow. That's kind of low. Yep. And so. I'm getting still less than you. I'm getting 7.2 miles to the gallon. Okay. And that's up from 6.5. So I thought the 7.2 was an improvement. Yeah. Well, you've got good tires, right? Yep. I put new tires on. And uh, Carl's putting on your OPS now. So we can get you over to synthetic. Yep. Uh, you got a fleet air filter? Got the fleet air filter. Yep. Running the max mileage. Um, I don't know what else there is left to do on it, but I think that's. Well, with all that money Clarence is making, he shouldn't even worry about fuel mileage. <laughs> you know, he'd get four mile a gallon. Um, you know, he, he got all that super duper freight for that big house. Um, if I had Clarence's money, I'd burn mine. Um, so, <clears throat> all right. Well, we've been almost an hour. Um, let's remind everybody again of our good friends at Pittsburgh Power. Um, you know, if you need OPS supplies, OPS, um, we have them here in West Virginia. We have Mike's Mileage here in West Virginia. Uh, we can ship the OPS out to you. Um, uh, come by and you can get Mike's Mileage from us. We can ship that to you as well. Carl's here. Uh, we're working on another guy here locally that can do OPS installs. So we have, you know, we should have plenty of capacity. Plus, I think Carl's hired some guys and is training people to do OPS. So, uh, if you need an OPS, we can fix you up. Uh, we're we're proud and happy to have Pittsburgh Power as a partner in this podcast, um, and we you know and we recommend them because we use them. You know, uh, OP we've had OPS uh, since 2010, and uh, you know you don't get a you don't get a Mercedes with 1.8 million miles. Um, uh, you know, without that. And, and so let's close it out with this. Uh, who is your favorite podcast guest and why is it William? <laughs> was that a question to me or was uh, yeah, just a yeah, I, I guess, I guess it is, you know, um, you definitely yeah. can teach me stuff about being a better guest. William. <laughs> yeah. Well, you've done fine. You know, um, you know, it's, it, it can be a little scary to get on the microphone, but um, it's not too bad. All right, well, with that, we're going to close it down. I may go out here to the Lunatic Lounge and have me another shotgun wedding before I go. Uh, we will be back with you uh, next Saturday from this room. We're having an orientation, so we will be here again at the Wingate. Uh, I guess if you're in Hurricane, come on by and have a drink at the Lunatic Lounge, and maybe you can watch a podcast be produced live. Until then, everybody be safe, be happy, and we will see you next time.